Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, February 16th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. And I'm Leah Mallory. Let's get into What's What in the tri-state area. New Jersey hopes to have their entire economy powered by clean energy by the year 2035. In a climate change address yesterday, Governor Phil Murphy proposed new environmental initiatives to help achieve this. They include making solar power more accessible, installing electric heating in buildings, and ending the sale of gas-powered vehicles. He also said he is teaming up with the Department of Environmental Protection to make new clean car rules that would be proposed later this year. Originally, 2050 was the target year for having 100 percent clean energy in New Jersey. But with Governor Murphy's new plan, he says it could happen much sooner. New Jersey is joining California, New York and the European Union, who also plan to sell zero emission vehicles by 2035. New York City now has their first ever chief public realm officer. Today, Mayor Eric Adams signed an executive order solidifying the new position, and he appointed Yating Liu to the role. Liu will be responsible for coordinating and creating new public spaces across the boroughs and boosting the city's economic recovery. Other duties include executing an outdoor dining program and encouraging community groups to look after public spaces. Liu's position will focus on improving the city's quality of life, wellness, safety, and equity. The number of asylum seekers continues to surge in the city. A seventh relief center will open at the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel in Queens to accommodate more incoming migrants. The center is providing 144 rooms for families with children and a variety of other services. As of right now, no opening date has been released. The New York City Council passed a bill today to phase out oil number four, an oil that is used in buildings and has been attributed to pollution and health problems. WFUV's Emma Murphy has the story. Today, the New York City Council passed a bill that phases out the use of a specific petroleum oil in buildings throughout the five boroughs. Oil number four emits carbon dioxide, sulfur dioxide, and heavy metals in the air. It's commonly used in building heating systems throughout New York City. Many of those buildings are located in low-income communities. District 24 Councilmember James Gennaro says this is especially concerning because of the health problems linked to the pollution caused by oil number four. These pollutants can trigger asthma attacks and increased rates of heart disease, lung cancer, and premature death. With the passing of this bill, the use of oil number four will be prohibited in New York City government buildings by 2025 and all other buildings by 2027. Any building still using this oil after 2027 will be fined. With WFUV News, I'm Emma Murphy. Lego to the Lego Diner. The Lego Friends Friendship Diner experience is opening for this weekend in Manhattan at Empire Diner. The interactive dining experience will take visitors to Heart Lake City, the home for all Lego friends, where they can take pictures with their favorite Lego characters while eating tasty food. The pop-up diner is here for two days and spots are available only through reservation at legofriendspopup.com. Charlie Puth just announced his U.S. and Canada tour. The tour is called the Charlie Live Experience and kicks off May 24th in Dallas. The tour will also stop in New York at Radio City Musical in June. General on-sale tickets drop tomorrow at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. And some fun entertainment history for you. On this day in 2007, pop icon Britney Spears shaved her head after Los Angeles salon owner refused to do it for her. 
Also on this day in 1974, Elton John released his hit song, Benny and the Jets. And now on to the world of sports with WFUV's Andrew Canary. Thanks, guys. Last night, there was a massive announcement that could change how people across the country watch their favorites, teams, and sports. Diamond Sports Group, also known as DSG, is one of the largest owners of broadcasting rights for various teams in the United States. They currently own the exclusive broadcasting rights for 42 professional sports teams across the NBA, MLB, and even the NHL. However, in a shocking report last night, DSG announced they failed to fulfill their $140 million interest-only payment for February. This means that DSG will enter into a 30-day grace period that analysts say will probably lead to a bankruptcy filing. This obviously puts into question how fans will continue to watch their favorite teams if DSG loses their broadcasting rights. But don't go hitting that panic button just yet. The MLB's commissioner, Rob Manfred, has released a statement ensuring fans that despite the ongoing situation, they will still be able to watch the games they paid for, hinting that if DSG goes belly up, the broadcast may find a new home on the MLB streaming network. However, it's not looking good for Diamond Sports Group. As of September 30th, the company is in over $8 billion of debt, revealed through a statement released by DSG themselves. Additionally, DSG has nearly $1 billion in rights payments due in the first quarter of this year. For WFUV Sports, I'm Andrew Crenary. Thanks, Andrew. In honor of Black History Month, we'll be featuring a series highlighting black representation in music around New York City. From jazz to classical to R&B to rap, Music has always been a pillar in the black community. Musica Regine, a Queens-based music organization, is holding their annual Black History Month concert that highlights the work of African-American artists. My co-host, WFUV's Leah Mallory, talked with the artistic director and founder of Musica Regine to discuss how they're honoring Black History Month. You know, there's a little, a little of everything mixed together in this what I think is a beautiful program that we've put together. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to start rehearsing. That was Barbara Podgurski, Executive and Artistic Director of Musico Regine, an arts organization that wants to bring high-quality classical music to Queens, New York. This month, their concert is in celebration of Black history. The program is called Sedalia to Harlem, and it highlights the developments and contributions of African Americans to the genres of classical music, jazz, and African American spirituals. This program in particular is very special because it shines a light upon these different genres of music that are important in African American culture and in American culture in particular. Sedalia to Harlem is inspired by the life of Scott Joplin, a black composer in the 1890s who moved to Sedalia, Missouri, where he taught piano. He is credited with popularizing ragtime. The first part of the concert opens with Joplin's influential ragtime hit, Maple Leaf Rag. And the second part of the concert will take us to Harlem, where another black composer, James P. Johnson, developed stride piano, a flashy and more aggressive piano style born of ragtime music. Podgurski says the performers who will be showcased in the concert also played a creative role. The artists, singers, 
we worked with them on, you know, what they would like to present, what they would like to share with the community. And a lot of these pieces are their specialties of what they sing for their voice type and what is very meaningful for them. Concert goers will have the opportunity to hear Geraldine McMillian, J. Aubrey Jones, and Byron Singleton perform, all celebrated New York area singers. That was Geraldine McMillian singing a piece by Brahms. She's a soprano vocalist and will be showcased in the Sedalia to Harlem concert. Maestro David Close says that Musica Regine has worked with many of the singers featured in the concert for years and that they're an integral part in many of the organization's shows. They have performed all kinds of music with us, but we're highlighting the Black experience during Black History Month, and who better to do it than these folks? The goal of the concert is to examine how African Americans have shaped American music, a truth that is often left unacknowledged. Podgorski says that Black artists are responsible for bringing entire genres of music to the United States. I think in African American culture, that jazz has always been extremely important, that it's the reason we have jazz in the United States. While jazz is more of a centerpiece in the American musical canon, this show also highlights spirituals, a less mainstream musical genre. We're, we're sort of filling in the gaps for the folks in Queens who may not have heard a lot of spirituals. So that's, that's the other part of our mission, which is to kind of get the, the great canon of, of great music out there. Both Podgorski and Close want audiences to leave having learned something new and hope that they spread the word about their concerts happening in Queens. I'm hoping that we can give them an experience that they will carry out from this concert in their hearts and minds and share that with the rest of the world. I think anything that promotes beauty, goodness, love, and appreciation of our fellow human beings is always on the plus side of the ledger. And I think this kind of thing definitely makes a positive statement in that direction. You can join Barbara Podgurski and Maestro David Close in celebrating Black History Month at Sedalia to Harlem on February 25th at the Church and the Gardens in Forest Hills. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com slash Sedalia to Harlem. And if you want to know about what else Musica Regine is doing for the Queens community, you can go to their website at www.musicaregine.org. With WFUV News, I'm Leah Mallory. That was my co-host, Leah Mallory, talking about Musica Regine's Black History Month concert in Queens on February 25th. And that's our show for today. I'm Leah Mallory. And I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.